Hello and welcome to the ChannelBuzz.ca podcast. I'm Robert Dutt, editor of ChannelBuzz.ca, and as always, your host for the show. Uh, today we're taking a big picture look at the top challenges and opportunities for MSPs in the security space as we're joined by Field Effect Channel Chief Toby Nangle. Uh, we talk about why it feels like the ground is constantly shifting these days, why MSPs are more necessary than ever, especially for small businesses, and the pricing strategies that are working for MSPs in positioning their offerings. Uh, we talk about why more MSPs are demanding their customers take a more feature-rich security stack, but not necessarily charging more for it. And we talk about the role vendor selection plays in the complexity of MSPs' offerings to their customers. We talk about the roles MSPs will still play as the SMB market moves towards transactions via marketplaces, and why security remains the biggest single opportunity for MSPs going forward in Angle's estimation. It's a great conversation, so let's get right into it. My chat with Toby Nangle. Toby, happy to have you on again. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me back, Rob. I uh, figured this would be a good opportunity to talk a little bit about the uh, the opportunities and, and maybe even the challenges that you see for uh, for 2022 in the MSP space. Um, we like to focus on on opportunities here for uh, for the channel, as I'm as I'm sure to you. But uh, many so many opportunities spring from the challenges that are out there. Um, I, I guess maybe to just kind of kick it wide open. What do you see as sort of the let's let's start with challenges and, and get around to the fun stuff. Uh, coming from that, what do you see as sort of the the biggest challenges for for MSPs in this in this moment? Yeah, there's a few uh, for sure, and I think you know, we when we're chatting with our partners, I think there's a really interesting mix of folks who see um, the challenge of cybersecurity that you know there's. Um, a sort of ever shifting requirement for them to have to uh, protect their customers in more sophisticated ways as their customers are sort of spreading out into, um, you know, into home environments and work environments and distributed workforces and things of that nature. So a lot of what the pandemic accelerated um, mm. continues to be a challenge in a lot of ways for the MSPs that we speak to. So um, that's that's the first challenge. The second challenge is, um, interestingly, you know, an inability to unnecessarily um, drive price increases or premium services in an environment where, um, you know, some small businesses are struggling during a mm. pandemic. Uh, quite honestly, and and so a, a lot of partners out there who are servicing sort of the sub 100 user um, company are experiencing folks who are having to make a decision between keeping headcount um, or uh, securing their environment. And, and mm -hmm. so uh, the, the economic challenges are real uh, on, on the ground and on the, you know, for the main street business and, and for your MSP, I think it's um you know, it's that same challenge that, um, you know, cybersecurity presents, you know, having to adopt more and more tools, um, effectively, you know, driving their costs up. Certainly the management cost of more tools drives complexity into their business. Uh, so I think they're challenged 
to keep things as simple as possible. Um, and, and that's really difficult. I think been really, really difficult. So I, I think I'd highlight those as the sort of top challenges that we're seeing. And then a whole bunch of other challenges that are more trends in the market around things mm. like shifting buyer behavior, folks wanting to sort of drive to independent um, decisions uh, without having to interact necessarily a ton. That's why I think we're seeing, you know, a lot of folks shifting their transactions into, you know, um, big marketplaces like Azure Marketplace and AWS Marketplace as examples. But mm-hmm. um, those, those are some of the examples. I think of some of the challenges, it sort of feels like the ground is constantly shifting these days. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it is uh, one of the things about this space, never a dull moment, which is both, I suppose, a curse and a blessing, depending on the moment that you are speaking it. Mm-hmm. Um, back at the beginning of the, the pandemic, we talked a lot to, to MSPs about, you know, how you, how you deal with the idea of customer Customers who are struggling, but at the same time needing um, the same or increasing levels of service. And at the time, maybe not so much today, but at the time, reinventing themselves on the fly from a technological point of view. Um, and, and the idea came through from a lot of MSPs that in the short term, we kind of there's there's loyalty will be rewarded kind of thing. But when we're when we're talking being two years almost into this thing. Um, hopefully some of that has, has shaken out both for, for good and sometimes unfortunately for bad on the customer side. Um, but how, how do you find MSPs are succeeding in, in dealing with that, that cost pressure issue, you know, mm. wanting to protect their customers and wanting to be sensitive to their challenges, but at the same time, we're two years into more infrastructure required, more investment in security required. How do how do you see MSP succeeding in kind of weighing that balance? Yeah, and and it is it is a, a really interesting balance. And I think that MSPs, to be honest with you, had done quite a nice job of um, capturing opportunity in the shift to cloud, right? So hmm. so, um, but that did in itself add some complexity. Right. So now you're you're sort of um, a lot of folks are dealing with multi-cloud. A lot of folks are, are dealing with SaaS plus other sort of um, infrastructure as a service scenarios. A lot a lot of folks are dealing with at home and um, on prem network infrastructure plus cloud plus multi-cloud plus SaaS. So like the the complexity, I think, is is the thing. And. Um, it's, I, I would say, the folks that we're seeing successfully navigate through all of that complexity are, are the ones who are just keeping simplicity at the core. So if as mm. part of their decision for every new customer that they take on uh, is, is the ability to deliver a, um, a, a robust service um, in the simplest possible fashion. And, um, and I think, you know, that's what, that's what we're focused on here at Field Effect as well, is just ensuring that there's, you know, taking something complex and turning it into something simple and digestible and understandable. And, and the MSP's mission is probably the same in speaking with their customer. They need to sort of turn IT, which is, you know, not the core business <laughs> for the majority of their customers, into yeah. something that's just simple that they don't have to think about. 
And I think there's been a lot of moving parts over the course of the last couple of years that have meant that those businesses have had to think about IT an awful lot more than they would have liked probably, right? And a lot of that is, is due to some of the, obviously the shifting around of where people are working, but also the threats that have come downstream into the businesses um, causing their MSPs to have to sort of um, take on the burden of security without being able to sort of press them for price increases, right? So the, the challenges are real, no question. So, uh, so you find MSPs are managing that by uh, kind of going with a, this is my security stack kind of approach, i.e. standardize and, and automate as much as possible as, as has been the case across the industry, or is there an education element to that or... Yeah, there's there's such a mix, by the way, and and I think we're we're seeing MSPs now starting to be um, a little harder on um, what they provide as the service. So instead of having a good, better, best approach, we're seeing um, a bunch of folks sort of get away from good because it didn't include enough security packages, as an example. Mm. Like there wasn't enough, sec- like AV in a firewall ain't cutting it anymore, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And so like your core or good package is no longer cutting the requirement to keep your customer secure. So that has meant that they've had to sort of shift away from their old core model, their old, their old um, good, their sort of bronze layer mm-hmm. um, and move everybody upstream without necessarily having the ability to, to, to increase their, their price. Right. So their, their packages have had to shift and to include more security um, elements. And, uh, and they've, I think probably tried and a number of them have tried quite successfully to actually go all the way down to just a single package. You, you, Mm. You do business with me and this is what I bring. And these are my tools and you get all of it or you get none of it. it it's, it's your decision. So we're seeing, we've seen a shift in that direction over the course of the last couple of years in a way that uh, is, is pretty interesting, to be honest. Yeah. All right. Um, you touched on the need for simplicity and uh, in the security space, that is not an easy commodity. In IT in general, that is not an easy commodity to find. In the security space, perhaps, especially because there's such a, a, a hodgepodge of tools, a hodgepodge of technologies, a hodgepodge of requirements, uh, a hodgepodge of, of risk uh, appetites on behalf of customers. Um for, I, I understand kind of the idea of as much as possible standardizing your your vendor lineup and standardizing the the service that you offer. But what else can uh, can MSPs do to to help get that simplicity that they and their customers need? Yeah, and I think I think there's um, there's a few things there. One would be you know rolling up sleeves and really taking a look at the what's required in the stack and whether or not. Um, they can drive some efficiency by by um, working with a single vendor to help with the multitude of the elements that are required in that stack. So we're we're not suggesting go to you know a silver bullet one vendor approach. What we are saying is that there are likely a, a lot of ways in which um, vendor selection um, is impacting the complexity within the stack that the MSP is driving into their customers. Mm-hmm. And so there is a lot of, and, and I know we've spoken about this before, Rob, but 
um, you know, EDR and MDR and XDR and MDR and some DLP and some IDS and some SEAM and some SOAR and some, right, all these layers of things uh, that people at different times in their um, trajectory and security and keeping their customer, um, their customer's environments secure. Um, though the, I think there's a trend towards adopting more uh, point solutions that aren't necessarily um, designed to play together. And um, that on its own drives, you know, a bunch of different dashboards, a bunch of different triage mechanisms, a bunch of different alerting, a whole bunch of complexity just in operational elements that are required to, to triage just the pure management of all those various platforms. And so, you know, thinking long and hard about vendor selection in a way that allows you to drive simplicity into your own stack, adopt as few um, adopt as few point solutions as possible, deal with as few vendors as possible in building your stack out. And, and I think, yeah, that certainly is um, one of the things that when we're dealing with MSPs, oftentimes what they're doing is they're shrinking their tool stack um, and security stack into just a, a shorter, more digestible set of vendors who are providing pretty robust services. And, and, uh, and certainly from our perspective, from a cybersecurity monitoring point of view, you know, having that holistic approach is really what we're all about. So we, we, we do help with that um, MSPs with that uh, problem. Mm-hmm. You you touched a little earlier on the, um, the the kind of move toward marketplaces and and that sort of thing. Um, I, again, I think that falls into something that is is both an opportunity and a threat or challenge. Um, how how is that playing out? You know, especially in this in this SMB space that MSPs are working with that don't necessarily have their own IT staff that are uh, going to be gung-ho to, to go out there and uh, spin up their own solutions in the cloud and uh, get their own tools from the marketplace and run them. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, uh, I think that's probably the, the segment, um, you know, in the, in the sub 100 user category, that'll be the slowest to dependent on their vertical, of course, like if you're, mm-hmm. If you're if you're running it um, like a dental office, it's it's not likely that you've got on staff IT who are expert in spinning up virtual machines that you can run your core uh, mission critical applications on in in Azure. Um, so there's opportunity there for the partner, and so that's that's certainly what we're seeing is that uh, even though the transactions may be um, uh, done th- directly from customer into that marketplace, it's it's really it's partner enabled, partner driven. The the partner is sort of actually um, driving the management of that infrastructure on behalf of the of the customer. So um, we certainly see a trend of of more. Um, of the transactions shifting towards marketplaces, mm-hmm. um, but not ne- not necessarily the management of those environments. Like those environments are are definitely 
um, being managed by the partners that were uh, that we deal with, and and helping helping to cover and monitor those environments becomes you know another another surface that they need to be concerned with, and and that's sort of the role we play as as folks are are sort of contemplating what to deploy through marketplace. That those environments also require some monitoring and management. So, yeah. It seems like it might be uh, an opportunity for for the wise MSP to um, uh, to shift their their own sort of positioning a little bit and and just make it clear, you know, I'm I'm still your outsourced IT department. You know, think of me as your IT. It doesn't matter, you know, how you're acquiring the technology that we are together running. It, it, exactly right. Um, they 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 can acquire it, um, but it does require expertise to run and manage, and and that's where I think a lot of a lot of MSPs um, are happily. And you know how how many MSPs do you think right now are helping to manage SaaS applications for their customers? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a thing. Right. Yeah, and, it's and, uh, fairly uh, ubiquitous, I dare suggest. Yeah, but so the so what ends up happening is there, there's creep in there, right? So a mm. particular customer will opt into a uh, a SaaS application and and then ask or expect the partner to be able to manage that environment for them, right? And and so they're again sometimes the tool stacks under their control when the <laughs> customer starts to self like self-transact and, 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 you know, drive, um, into SaaS applications. Um, it, it, it sort of goes beyond, uh, what the, the MSP ought to expect to have to manage, but oftentimes mm-hmm. they get pulled into the management of those environments. Right. Unfortunately so. And uh, it can be, it can be challenging, especially if they have made their bets on, SaaS application X and and client bets on competitor SaaS application Y and now suddenly the partner asks do I have do I have to cover this off or do I just deliver a lesser service experience to this customer because they chose it a different product it's uh, it's an interesting place to be exactly exactly it can be challenging and and you know some of this shift in the way that people are consuming software and IT services is is to be expected, I suppose, but it pro- it does pose this tremendous challenge in the in, in your sort of with the security wrapper around all of those things. Again, it's just mm-hmm. more complexity. And if you've got a custom set of applications that you're managing at each one of your different customers, it becomes more and more complex for that uh, for that MSP to manage. So um, again, anything that that uh, that can be done to drive simplicity into the stack, fewer tools into the stack and still deliver the, like a, a really robust service. Um, and, and with some premium security available there, I think, you know, oftentimes we still view um, security as probably the, the best opportunity an MSP has faced in front of them since the advent of cloud, right? So, so challenges galore for sure. But opportunity as a result is really there for the taking. And, and so that's, I think, where we start to have a lot more fun conversations when we talk mm. to them about how we can help simplify and how security can really start to unlock um, a, a new revenue stream, uh, a premium service, those kinds of things. And, and uh, so a, a lot of the conversations we have early on in, in um, attracting new MSPs is all about 
driving simplicity into their stack and how it is that uh, what we do and, and from a cybersecurity monitoring perspective can allow them to um, really drive a premium service into either the entirety of their customer base, which we do see a lot of folks doing, which is just mm -hmm. kind of telling their customers, hey, if you don't want the cybersecurity, you're going to have to find another MSP. So they're sort of driving security into the core of their offering and uh, forcing the customers into uh, into a premium service. Is, is there any aspect of that? I mean, that's that's a pretty broad territory. Are there any particular aspects of, of that that you see as the biggest opportunities for, for MSPs right now, particularly Greenfield type stuff? Mm. Well, certainly, yeah. I mean, the... the in our opinion, of course, we're going to be somewhat skewed over here, Rob, but our opinion is that there's a, an awful lot of monitoring that is just not done in a customer environment. Like the, mm. a lot of MSPs are, are blind to um, the full um, threat vector, right? So if we think about cloud plus endpoint plus network, plus IoT. Those are all different ve threat vectors from a security perspective. And um, I think if you, if you um, were to circle anything, I, I believe that there's a lot of value, especially now that you know, all of the, the bad guys are coming downstream with automated tools and they're getting pretty sophisticated. There's a ton of opportunity for monitoring to enter the everyday conversation with the end customer because the, those end customers, no matter how small they are, they know somebody who's had, suffered from a breach. They know somebody who's had business impacted by a breach, who's even you know had business interruption because of a breach. And I think, and some know folks who have lost their business because of a breach. So, mm. so the I, I think it's becoming a lot more. Uh, digestible for the end customer to contemplate their risk from a cybersecurity perspective and therefore contemplate the appropriate investments. And so that's, to me, the, the greatest opportunity for an MSP at the moment is to find a way to monitor the entirety of the customer environment and charge for it. And, and that's, uh, I think, at the core, of course, I, I'm, of course, I'm biased, but that is, I believe, where the, the greatest opportunity is to ensure that the entirety of the threat surface is monitored and monitored by pros. And and I think that circles back uh, almost entirely to your to your earlier comments on on simplicity. Um, you know, you you touched on the the number of technologies that MSPs have at their uh, at their uh, access and the the layers of security that exist out there. And I mean. Even before some of this began, I, I know from talking to MSPs that there was a real issue with, hey, isn't this great? I've got 15 single panes of glass, followed by a uh, an exaggerated clearing of the throat sound to bring the point home. And when you start adding in IoT and uh, a bunch of other layers, a bunch of areas to monitor, that's really got to be uh, simplified, automated, and uh made as easy as possible for the MSP in order to uh, to both deliver the best service and to make sure that there's some margin left in it. It's so true. And and I think um, for, for a lot of the vendor community, we haven't made it easy, right? On, on the, on the MSP, even a vendor who's got four or five or six different point solutions, 
sometimes those those point solutions don't speak nicely to each <laughs> other and, and they each come with their own dashboard their own set of alerts and so they end up you know with the well-known alert fatigue stuff right and mm-hmm. and so if there's a way for us and i think for for any vendor out there to drive simplicity into the um, into the way that those tools are able to be managed for the MSP, then we, we need to take that on as a burden um, just to, to uh, earn the business. And so where we sit on that is like, we, we know that a lot of our MSP partners spend, spend a ton of their day in their ticketing systems and their PSAs as an example, and we need to integrate mm-hmm. into those. Like our alerting shouldn't sit independently in its own dashboard without feeding tickets into in, into where these folks are living and breathing every day. Mm-hmm. So so we need to be integrated into the um, into into the PSAs that our partners are leveraging um, because again those are starting to act as unified dashboards. And if you need to dig in a couple layers deeper, then hop over. Um, into our platform, but certainly I think we believe it's our responsibility to make sure we're integrating well with the tools that our MSPs are are using, whether it's their RMM or their PSA. And I also think it's important for us to, you know, even just the commercials of all these various point solutions, our, our intent is to roll all of it into a single platform. So all, all of those threat vectors, so whether it's, you know, an endpoint sensor, network sensor, cloud monitoring capabilities, all of that for us is, is native and we need to roll it into a single platform that is easy to manage and simplified and digestible and understandable. And, and so all of the elements that we drive into the platform, we also want to drive into our commercials. Like we don't want to drive uh, modularity into play here where you have to sort of pay more for a particular part of the service or you have to um, upgrade to get a to get an endpoint module um, in play or there's mm. a feature set that you don't get unless you pay the extra premium that's that's just making the commercial life difficult for the MSP so so integrate keep the commercial simple. Like these are important things. If we really believe that we're partnering with an MSP, you got to nail those things and, and make sure that it's a service that's digestible and easy to manage for the partner. We've, we've talked about, about the sort of the opportunity scape right now, but we've done a few of these things. I think you're, you're getting to know my style of questioning at this point. It wouldn't be a me interview if I did ask you for a little bit of crystal balling. Um, what are you, what are you thinking about in terms of the next big opportunities? on the horizon for channels, the spaces that maybe a lot of MSPs aren't necessarily investing in today, but watch this space for the near future kind of stuff? Yeah, and and, um, there's some interesting um, elements that we're seeing come into play there. Um, Certainly, there is an opportunity, I think, to begin to um, begin to examine ways in which other service elements that aren't typically going to be captured inside of a inside of a, a piece of software um, can can make their way into the MSP's um, standard ser- security service offering. So an example on that would be um, ensuring that there's a um, you know that there's a, a good and um, solid incident response plan in place. Like Hmm. what is, how is it that um, you're going to respond in in the case of uh, an incident, 
Um, and, you know, what is the playbook for that? And then, and then, you know, sort of, I, I would just identify um, that a lot of those services at time can be quite expensive, but if you, if you were actually to, um, you know, if you were to productize those in a way and service those in a way that allowed for um, a digestible price point, you can get into things like cyber maturity assessments. You can get into things like incident response um, um, preparedness exercises. So there's a lot of service wrapper that is available to the MSP as they want to drive more conversations about risk with their customers in order to make sure that the customers are comfortable with the level of preparedness that they've got. So, so service wrapper, um, all kinds of value add service wrapper. We, we certainly provide a lot of that wrapper here ourselves and, and, um, and value it as we drive into our MSP customers. Uh, and partners, we, we want to make sure that they have all of uh, the risk elements circled. So maturity assessments and IR prep plans, just really natural attachments to um, like a solid monitoring program. All right. Um, lots of territory covered as always and, and lots of things to think about there. Toby, thanks once again for taking the time. Excellent. Happy to have been with you, Rob. So there you have it, a look at the challenges and opportunities of the MSP space today, courtesy of Toby Nangle. I'd like to thank Toby for joining us for the podcast, thank Field Effect for their continuing support of the site, and of course, thank you for listening. The ChannelBuzz.ca podcast will be back a little later this week as we take a look at the evolving market for scanning and document management as we're joined by Epson's Tim Anderson. Uh, between now and then, though, we'd invite you to subscribe to or follow the podcast in your podcatcher of choice. Uh, you'll find us in better podcast players everywhere. And uh, should you feel so inclined to leave us a review and a rating, well, we wouldn't mind that at all. Until Thursday, I'm Robert Dutt for ChannelBuzz.ca. Stay safe out there, and I'll see you around the channel.